A man tried to kill me on Friday, December 17th, 2021. Will I ever get justice on this earth? I'll tell you about it coming up on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and Deep State and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you like support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com. Click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports, with my friend Donnie Copeland, which drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. Now then, a man tried to kill me on December 17th, 2021, and I wonder if I will ever receive justice on this earth. But before I explain to you what I'm talking about, have you seen Tucker Carlson's new video on Twitter about Ukraine? Okay. Do you want to know what Fox News really did to him? Good. All you need to do is go to the Doc Washburn channel on YouTube and watch the interview I did with Tucker's biographer, Chadwick Moore, to hear what Fox News really did to Tucker. That's the Doc Washburn Show channel on YouTube. And by the way, congratulations to Tucker Carlson on episode number one of his new show, Tucker on Twitter. May there be many more. Now then, I can't recall whether I have ever publicly discussed this, the attempt on my life almost 18 months ago. So I'm going to do it now because I am not a happy camper. On Friday, December 17th, 2021, I was on Colonel Glen Road in Little Rock, Arkansas. I was on my way to meet a gentleman for a late lunch at what is widely thought of as the finest Chinese restaurant in the whole Little Rock area, Mr. Chen's on University Avenue. But I never made it. There is an intersection at which 36th Street empties onto Colonel Glen Road in Little Rock, Arkansas. The light was red. I was four or five cars back from the red light, waiting for it to change to green. Unfortunately, that meant that I was on a small bridge over something called Fouche Creek. That's, that's how you say it, F-O-U-C-H-E. I guess it's French. As I waited on that bridge over Fouche Creek, I glanced in my rearview mirror to see a car barreling down on me. This car was headed toward me at a high rate of speed. Since I was sitting on a bridge, there was no possible way for me to take any kind of diversionary tactic. You can't get your car up on a sidewalk to avoid impact if you're sitting on a bridge. So I instinctively braced for impact, and he hit me really hard. I'm thankful he was in a compact car. Had he been in a Chevy Suburban, Toyota Sequoia, or Ford F450, I'm pretty sure I would not still be here talking to you. 
Now, speaking of talking, I happen to be talking on the Bluetooth, the hands-free, the phone to my business partner, Donnie Copeland, when I was hit. So I had to tell my buddy Donnie, hey, 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 I, I got to call 911 because I, I just been rear-ended. He said, yeah, I know, I could hear it. So I got off the hands-free with Donnie Copeland, and I called 911. And then I waited. And I waited. And I waited some more. I'm still waiting, in, in a sense, for the answer to the question, will I ever get justice on this earth? But in the meantime, while I was waiting for the police to show up, I did not get out of my car to check on the other driver. You see, if you're not familiar with central Arkansas, let me just explain something to you. Little Rock is a high-crime area, but Colonel Glynn in Little Rock is an even higher crime area. There are a lot of violent crimes per capita, homicides and such, in Little Rock, Arkansas. But Colonel Glenn, forget about it. So the last thing I was going to do was to walk back to the car whose driver had just tried to kill me to see whether he was a member of the Crips carrying an Uzi a disciple of the blood sporting a Glock, or perhaps a devotee of the gang in my area of town, the Lime Hood, carrying a more socially acceptable AK-15. I was going to stay put inside my car until some of the overworked, underpaid, and underappreciated officers of the Little Rock Police Department showed up to speak with me. So, 25 minutes after my 911 call, some paramedics finally showed up. They were very courteous and professional paramedics. If I recall correctly, they wanted to know if I would like an ambulance ride to the closest emergency room. Well, no disrespect to ER physicians, but... I was pretty badly banged up. I knew I was pretty badly banged up, and I also didn't see any point in going to the ER just to be put on painkillers to mask the problem of being pretty badly banged up. I mean, I knew what I needed, and that was to get to the Arkansas Cervical Center as soon as possible to see my friend, Dr. J.R. Crabtree, and got my atlas adjusted and whatever else needed to be taken care of because, did I mention, I was pretty badly banged up. Now, Dr. Crabtree, when I eventually got to the Arkansas Cervical Center, was very helpful, but I was hit really hard. And so I was under his care for something like 14 or 15 months. I had to go see him several times a week for quite a while. I was seriously injured, and Dr. Crabtree and I both took my injuries seriously. Again, will I ever get justice on this earth? Shortly after the paramedics showed up, Friday, December 17, 2021, Little Rock police officers also arrived. 
and they were also very courteous and polite. They spoke to the other driver, whom I never saw, and he spoke to me. I recall asking one of these officers something to the effect of, hey, he's not going to try to blame me for this, is he? The officer's response was that it's not the job of the officers to try to affix blame, but if it was any comfort, he told me, look, we're not giving you a ticket, but we're definitely giving him a ticket. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. I asked the officers what the other driver did say about the crash. Well, first of all, they told me he was like 78 or 79 years old. And he told them that he just couldn't stop the car. Aha! I see. So at this point, I want to be helpful to the officers. So I offer this theory. If your cognitive abilities have declined to the point that you have difficulty distinguishing between the brake and the accelerator, then that's probably going to make it really difficult to actually succeed in stopping the car. I made sure to tell Little Rock's finest, these real nice police officers, that there was absolutely no sound whatsoever of brakes squealing. This guy hit me at full speed. What was it, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 miles an hour? I don't know. Going to be kind of hard to tell because I assured them you're not going to find any skid marks. Now, if you're suddenly thinking, no, 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 wait, wait, well, wait a minute, Doc. Come on now. I thought you said someone tried to kill you. You didn't tell us it was just an elderly chap who just couldn't tell the difference between the brake and the accelerator anymore. Now, in case that's what you're thinking, it's my turn to say, now, wait a minute. Put yourself in my position. When you look in your rearview mirror and you see a car headed right at you doing 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 miles an hour. You don't know how fast he's going, but he's going really fast. And so you just got a second or two to prepare for impact. Is it really going to make any difference to you whether the other guy was old and flustered or whether he was old and he had decided to commit suicide and take you out at the same time? I mean, we've all heard of involuntary manslaughter, right? As far as I'm concerned, whatever the guy's motive was, he tried to kill me on Friday, December 17th, 2021, and I deserve to be compensated. Now, how do I know whether it was intentional? Again, the result is the same either way. But more about that in a moment. So, the officers told me they were going to strongly suggest in their police report 
that the other driver be required to go to the DMV and be tested as soon as possible. Now, I have no idea if that actually made it into their written police report. I also have no idea if it would have had the force of law even if they did put it in their report. But I was, as the great philosopher Elvis Presley would say, all shook up that day. So in that context, it sounded like a really great idea at the time. Now, during their investigation, the LRPD officers had asked me, eventually, to please move my car off the road. You see, Colonel Glenn is a four-lane road, and um, my car sitting there in the right-hand lane on the bridge, I was blocking traffic. So, okay, so... As soon as I got off the bridge, the first thing on the right-hand side of the road was a liquor store. I didn't want to park in front of the liquor store. So I moved just a few yards past the liquor store, and I put my car in a parking area in front of a food truck. Couldn't have been more than a half a block up the road from the scene of the accident. I mean, no way in the world I was going to move until the cops got there, but once they said, okay, you can safely pull off the road. Oh, okay, cool, cool, right. So, Here's the thing, though. Even though I didn't get the car above about 10 miles an hour, it's probably doing about 5 miles an hour, and I moved it, my old, now beat-up, 10- or 11-year-old Toyota Camry made a whole lot of noise for that 100 yards or so that I did drive it. So I was really surprised when the officers told me eventually that I was cleared to drive. Oh, yeah. I was cleared to drive all the way across the city of Little Rock to the collision center that my insurance company used, USAA. I called them already, of course. Hey, I just got hit again. Because I gotten hit a couple of times in 2019. Anyway, LRPD officer said, "Yeah, you are cleared to drive your car all the way across town to Golden Collision Center, way up on Cantrell Road during rush hour traffic." I even mentioned to them that my car had made a really loud racket when I moved it, and asked them if they were sure it was a good idea for me to drive it all the way across town. They said, look, you're going to be fine. But we really don't think the other guy should drive his car to his collision center. And we tried to talk him out of it, but he insisted that's what he wanted to do. So we're going to let him. Which, of course, in hindsight, sounds insane. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's 78, 79 years old, something like that, just rear-ended me at top speed without so much as tapping the brakes. Doesn't know the difference between the the, the brake and the accelerator. And you're going to let him just drive off? Hey, here's an idea. 
Why not just take his driver's license away right then and there and tell him, you got to call somebody to come pick you up? You know, for that matter, I don't even know if they even conducted a field sobriety test. Is, is that not standard operating procedure in a situation like this? Apparently not. I found that out about a story in the news a few years earlier, but that's a whole nother show. But if they really didn't conduct a field sobriety test, why not? I mean, I just, I just can't get away from this question. Am I ever going to get justice for this attempt on my life Friday, December 17th, 2021? Now, if you're not familiar with Little Rock, Arkansas, because most of our listeners are outside Arkansas, suffice it to say it's a long drive, even longer at rush hour, from Colonel Glen Road and South Central Little Rock to Golden Collision Center on Cantrell Road in Northwest Little Rock. But what made it take that much longer was the fact that when I tried to go over 25 miles an hour, the car shook uncontrollably. What made it even longer was that I had to avoid I-630. Now, usually a three-digit interstate for most folks, that's a belt road going around town. There are three-digit interstates in places like Charlotte, North Carolina, Atlanta, um, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, Houston, whatever. But in Little Rock, Arkansas, I-630 is actually the main east-west corridor through town, and I had to avoid it. When I finally got to Golden Collision Center, In northwest Little Rock, the people there couldn't have been nicer. Their longtime general manager, Tommy Slatton, said, well, the last thing I could have imagined when I got out of bed this morning was that I was going to wind up meeting, (laughs) I was going to wind up meeting Doc Washburn today. So it's kind of nice to run into somebody who used to listen to my local talk radio show in Little Rock. But wait until... I tell you what Tommy Slatton, general manager of Golden Collision Center, told me about my car and about the fact that the Little Rock police told me I was fine to drive so many miles from one end of Little Rock to the other. That's coming right up. If you've tried to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you, no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to RedRiverAuto.com and pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. 
You can purchase your vehicle online, and if you have any questions, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You'll be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, migraines? Well, the Arkansas Cervical Center might be able to help you even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, or C1, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does... Your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for five or six weeks every spring all my life and migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, and it's never come back. The migraines went away, too. Again, whatever malady you're suffering from, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped me, my wife, and so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number for your free consultation is 501-279-2009. If you're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You, And I sure hope you can. Hey, if you want to drop your big liberal cell phone carrier, I have the perfect solution for you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Switching to Patriot Mobile usually only takes 15 to 20 minutes. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use. And Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Switching is easy. Just do what I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation. All right, let me tell you something. Regardless how nice the Little Rock police officers were to me, and they were unfailingly polite and courteous, general manager of Golden Collision Center up in northwest Arkansas, Tommy Slatton, was shocked. They had let me drive that disabled car all the way out to his shop, all the way across town at rush hour, no less. He told me the other driver had rear-ended my old Toyota Camry so hard he had broken stuff up underneath the car all the way from the back of the car 
to the very front of the car. As I mentioned earlier, I mean, I'm, I'm including axles here. As I mentioned earlier, I am blessed that that other guy wasn't driving anything bigger because I don't think I would still be here to tell the story if he had. Now, my daddy died of lung cancer when he was just 55 years old, even though he never smoked. And I was just 16 years old. My brothers were 13, 10, and four and a half. So he left us early. I'm a good bit older than my dad was when he passed. My children are all grown, and I already have grandchildren. So I'm very thankful the Lord has been gracious and allowed me to stay here so much longer than my dad did. For what it's worth, my insurance company, USAA, gave me a very fair settlement for the price of the car that was totaled. And my friend Mitch Ward at Red River Auto gave me a great deal on a pre-owned Honda Accord. And my attorney, Justin Minton, has been just great. But I am sorely disappointed in State Farm, the insurance company representing the guy who tried to kill me. First of all, my attorney sent State Farm a demand letter on April 24th of this year, and State Farm ignored it. Now, in case you're not familiar with this kind of thing, a demand letter is a letter usually written by an attorney on a client's behalf outlining the dispute between the two opposing parties and demanding that the recipient of the letter either take a certain action or cease a certain action. The purpose of a demand letter is to begin the negotiation process that will hopefully result in dispute resolution to avoid filing a claim in court if it is possible to resolve the issue without litigation. The demand letter is drafted to influence the recipient's understanding of the dispute's risks and rewards in a way that favors the client's interests. Demand letters usually state the harm. That kind of rhymes with State Farm, doesn't it? State the harm, State Farm. The demand letters usually state the harm the client has suffered, the relief the client requests, and the demand letter may threaten the sender's intent to accelerate the dispute via a lawsuit if the recipient does not respond accordingly. So State Farm ignored the demand letter from my attorney for over six weeks. So I asked my lawyer, Justin Minton, what our options were. Can we go into court and get a judge to order State Farm to at least respond to the demand letter? And he said, no, Doc, you can't legally force State Farm to do anything. If they continue to, dem- to ignore the demand letter, 
The only thing we can do is sue the other driver. As a matter of fact, not even allowed to bring up insurance in court. And I'm like, wow. And I said, no, I got to think about it now. Is the reason you can't mention insurance in court, is it the idea, well, I said, is that state law or federal law? He said he's pretty sure it's state law, but also pretty sure it's state law in all the states. I said, is the idea that the plaintiff's attorney, if he says, now look, we're suing the other guy, but the insurance will pick up, you know, we'll take care of it, is the idea that the jury will be like, oh, okay, well, let's uh, throw the book at him then and give him a lot of money, and that might make it more expensive for an insurance company to do business in a particular state. And my attorney, Justin Minton, said, I think that's probably the idea. That's probably the theory. That's probably why it's against law in this state and almost every state. But he said, I don't really agree with that because insurance companies always bring in these high-powered, expensive attorneys and I think a lot of people in the jury are probably going to be smart enough to know that the guy sitting across the courtroom, the defendant, can't afford attorneys like that. He even said that he has seen situations before where people will accidentally slip up and mention insurance and it doesn't affect anything. So anyway, six weeks and one day, after my attorney sent a demand letter to State Farm and I don't know how many emails following up with no response, he was finally able to call State Farm, get somebody on the phone, and that person at least told him what State Farm is offering. A measly $10,000. Because I'm thinking if somebody tries to kill you, it ought to be at least six figures, right? So in response to them offering a measly $10,000, my attorney told me, first of all, that's only $235 more than your doctor bills altogether. Second of all, State Farm rarely comes up off their typical low-ball offers. So he asked me, do you want me to go ahead and file suit? I said, absolutely. What other choice do we have? Sure, file suit on them. Now, you know, thinking about State Farm, we've been hearing that jingle, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, on and off on, radio and TV commercials, ever since Barry Manilow wrote it in 1971. Not a joke. Barry Manilow wrote that jingle in 1971. But you know what, State Farm? I'm just not feeling it. You're definitely not there for the guy your client tried to kill. That's me. And just telling me to go kick rocks. Nothing for pain and suffering, nothing for dealing with the anticipation that I might be about to be killed as your client is headed toward me like a runaway train. That's nowhere close to being like a good neighbor. Y'all are already famous, but maybe I can make you a little bit more famous. 
You know, it looks like you spend millions of dollars every year on naming rights of stadiums and sporting events. Let me let me let me get, just go down the list. State Farm Stadium, a football sta- stadium in Glendale, Arizona, and home of the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL. State Farm Arena, a multi-purpose arena and home of the Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks and the NBA. Uh, that was also where they did the uh, election fraud in Atlanta. State Farm Center, a multi-purpose arena and home of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign men's and women's basketball teams. State Farm Classic, a golf tournament for professional female golfers that is part of the LPGA Tour. State Farm Hall, classroom building at Illinois Wesleyan University in Bloomington, Illinois. State Farm Hall of Business, College of Business building at Illinois State University in Normal, Illinois. State Farm Holiday Classic, an annual high school holiday basketball tournament held in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois each December. State Farm Lone Star Showdown. Hey, don't mess with Texas. The moniker for all varsity athletics competitions between Texas A&M University and the University of Texas at Austin. State Farm Research and Development Center. A research extension of State Farm Insurance located at the University of Illinois at at Urbana-Champaign. And who knows what they're researching there, kids. State Farm Sales Lab, a clinical sales training center at the University of Central Missouri, where the National State Farm Marketing and Sales Competition is held. State Farm Computer Lab, a computer networking and software development room at the Mansfield University of Pennsylvania, where State Farm has sponsored the purchase of the majority of the equipment. State Farm Territorial Cup Series. Moniker for all varsity athletics competitions between the University of Arizona and Arizona State University. Ooh, they got that rivalry going, in-state rivalry. The NBA Cares Charity Challenge presented by State Farm, a charity program hosted by the NBA. State Farm All-Star Saturday Night Skills Competitions that feature NBA players. League of Legends Championship Series, the North American branch of the League of Legends Professional League. Overwatch League, the professional esports league for Overwatch. And last but not least, All Elite Wrestling, an American professional wrestling promotion. So State Farm sponsors all that stuff. Who knows how many millions of dollars they're spending on all that marketing, y'all spend millions of dollars every year on naming rights of stadiums and sporting events. How about spending a few bucks on people hurt by your clients? People that could have easily been killed by your clients. I mean, after all, like a good neighbor, stay Farm is there. Isn't that how... Insurance is supposed to work? So in answer to the question, will I ever receive justice on this earth in the case of the guy who tried to kill me? Well, obviously not from State Farm. I mean, not if they can help it. They obviously have no intention 
of providing me with justice. All right, then, State Farm, we'll sue you. We're going to court, so-called good neighbor. And you know what, State Farm? I have a really good, really experienced lawyer named Justin Minton. But you know what else I have that's even better? State Farm. I have an airtight case. I'm sitting at a red light minding my own business, and your client hits me at what? 45, 50, 55, 60, 65 miles an hour? Who knows how fast? (laughs) Could have been even more than that. Hard to tell with no skid marks. Oh, yes, State Farm. Don't forget, no skid marks. How do I know he wasn't trying to kill me? He never hit his brakes. And you don't want to compensate me? State Farm, uh, you're not really making a wise business decision. Seems to be a lot of that going around these days. State Farm, it's on. See you in court. Tweet of the day is up next. Mike Lindell says you have made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. So because of your amazing support, Mike has expanded MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. To make room for this, Mike is clearing out his percale bed sheets. And to thank you, he's giving them to you at closeout prices. King size percale bed sheets, only $39 a set. Queen size, only $35 a set. Full size, $29. And twin size, just $25. Use promo code DWS to take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime offer. Right now, Mike's biggest My Slippers closeout sale ever is on. Get Mike's all-season My Slippers and Sandals at clearance prices. Mike's all-season moccasin slippers are just $25. Mike's My Slippers Sandals are just $19.50. And they're both made with Mike's patented impact gel that absorbs and relieves pressure so you can comfortably wear them all day long. Just use promo code DWS for huge discounts. And remember, DWS doesn't stand for washed-up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, no, no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show. MyPillow.com. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. The great Ronald Reagan once said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you thought about the benefits of investing in precious metals? Well, here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. That means precious metals are an asset, commodity, or currency that maintain their value without depreciating over the long haul. Last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. Andrew Sorcini with Beverly Hills Precious Metals has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Beverly Hills Precious Metals brings precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. Mike Flynn told us about them, and we're glad he did. They're our gold buyer of choice. To find out more, go to their website, bh-pm.com, or just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Make sure you ask about the General Mike Flynn Silver Coin and let them know Doc Washburn sent you. Beverly Hills Precious Metals helps folks protect their finances, wealth, and investments. Beverly Hills Precious Metals. 
Tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Why continue shopping big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now you can get around this crazy inflation by shopping factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. Americans are walking away from the big box conglomerates and deciding to buy only USA. Join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. These products include fresh American-raised beef, raised in the Montana mountains near Yellowstone. This beef is known as Never Ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Email us at buyonlyusa at proton.me and I'll have one of my guys contact you. Buyonlyusa at proton.me. All right, it's that time. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. And is brought to you by Red River Auto. Red River Auto, the big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online, have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Okay, so today's Tweet of the Day Chris Christie. Have you heard about this? Chris Christie announced he's running for president in Manchester, New Hampshire. Of course, New Hampshire, the first primary in the Republican presidential primary season. First, you have the Iowa caucus, and then you have the uh, the Republican primary in New Hampshire. So the, the caucus and the primary, two different things. But anyway... And the great Greg Price, the great Greg Price, who is a uh, a commentator out there on on Twitter, his caption says, Christie launches his 2024 campaign with this quote, are we going to be small or are we going to be big? I'm sure a lot of people in the audience probably thought, uh, Governor, with all due respect, what, what, what do you mean we? But I have to tell you, as I've watched the last year evolve, there's been just one question that kept going back and back and back into my mind. And it was about our country and its future. And I wondered what our choice was going to be. Were we going to be small or are we going to be big? You know, the lack of self-awareness there that a guy as big as Chris Christie is using that term is just, uh, you, you can't make this stuff up. I don't know about the rest of us, Chris Christie is huge. And remember now, this is the guy They closed down the state parks and beaches in New Jersey because of COVID on a holiday season, and and he and his family went out 
and use the beach by themselves. This guy, this guy right here. So I trust Chris Christie about as far as I can throw him and his slightly chunkier cousin simultaneously. You've been listening to episode 390 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. Well, that's the way it is. Wednesday, June 7th, 2023.